Giants fans, and welcome back to the Giants Pod UK. I'm Ollie. I'm joined again by Wes. How are you doing, Wes? You doing all right? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Just uh, looking forward to week two, getting back out on the field. As as you know, as we discussed last week, I was really nervous about Monday night, mm-hmm. and it didn't go as badly as I thought it would. So no. uh, I'm pretty happy with that. Good. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I wasn't too nervous, to be honest, because I was expecting the worst and just hoping for the best. So... Yeah, I didn't really have much nerves, but um, I was just hoping that we got through it without a, without a tanking. But we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, uh, so speaking of the Steelers game, Giants lost 26-16. to uh, But we looked pretty good. I honestly do not... Like, like I said before the game, I will be happy if it's within 20 points and we don't get totally embarrassed by their defence. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen, and I'm coming out of it really good because I feel like there is still a season on, which I was somewhat pessimistic about being the case. Yes, yeah, and um, I think Joe Judge kind of summed it up really that the effort was there, and I think we've seen in the last couple of seasons where basically the team just gave up half, even halfway through a game, and I think you saw a lot more um, commitment in this game and. Yeah, I, I think we'll talk about them in a minute, obviously. We've got some good points, got some bad points in there. But um, uh, yeah, it, it was there was some optimism in there, which I like. I'm glad finally we can have a season where maybe we're not, we just don't expect the worst. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm actually pretty positive going to week two. But uh, so the first thing I noticed coming out of the gates, straight right at the start of the game, um, Daniel Jones looked incredible like every throw was like it's straight like straight off the bat every throw was on the money uh you had ingram drop a couple um but it was like straight uh, straight out of the gate he was on the money every throw and i was just like oh my god yes this is it this is the franchise guy yeah and i think this is um kind of the frustrating thing as well so so we started off really quick we started off with um basically it was quick throws not giving the steelers chance to to get through the O-line, uh, it was really good. It was quick. Obviously, we drove downfield the first couple of drives that we had, and it, and it looked like it was really good. And Jones, yep, to be fair to him, looked looked very good. And we, it, it, we had some good momentum, I think, going in. But when you come away from the goal line, like I think we obviously we had a really good chance to get a touchdown there, and, and you only get three points. That's when you're gonna, then going to start to struggle. But yeah, Jones looked very good. That first that first couple of drives looked spot on. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just throughout the game, he, he just looked so much better than last year. Like, obviously, you know, last year we knew that he, he was a decent passer. It was just the consistency as well as, you know, at that moment where he gets sacked from behind, but he has two hands on the ball. So mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about fumbling. And he just looks like, you know, he's changed, worked really hard in the off season worked on those uh, flaws in his game and he's just come out of the side a much better player yeah and that was one of the things we were looking at wasn't it, at the beginning of the season is like he needs to be able to hold on to the ball uh, and not lose it and um, you know didn't give up didn't give up any fumbles this week I mean we had the two interceptions and I, we'll, we'll talk about that as well but um, 
on the whole, it was it looked a lot more positive. Yeah, um, exactly. And then, yeah, considering what our O line were doing for the majority, well, most of the second half and quite a bit of the, I guess the, the second quarter as well. Yeah, and so you know, you mentioned uh, being on the goal line after that muff. Uh, punt return. You see, you know, Joe Judge, the special teams genius, coming in good. Yeah, we and, look really uh, good special teams wise. Really good, actually. I was really pleased with that. Um, it's quite interesting listening to talk as well on how they set up for the special teams. I think you saw the the judge report as well, and uh, very interesting how or what they're looking at and, and and sealing off the the lanes basically. Yeah, it's just fascinating watching him talk and explain through it and. Uh, just watching the whole judge report thing on YouTube, it's just uh, yeah, it's, it's it really is a fascinating watch, and it, it it really does feel different with this head coach compared to Pat Schumer and Ben McAdoo. Yeah, it, it just feel it just feels like yeah, this could be the guy, and yeah, you know, obviously we set up ourselves up on goal line, and then it's it, the run blocking throughout the game just sort of seemed. I don't, no, I don't just, know. It's not seen. It was just terrible. I think. I think there's no. Uh, yeah, there was no push. There was no. There was nothing. Uh, you saw there were a couple of times. And this is the trouble, I guess, is that they were swinging um, gates out a couple of times, a few times, or Zietler out, and, and they just weren't quick enough, and, and they couldn't get. There was no push on there, uh, which is a little bit worrying. <laughs> the thing is, in my head, I'm kind of trying to balance it up with. Look, it's the first game. There are completely three new players on that O line. Uh, including Thomas, who's a rookie, who I thought was out outsta- for a rookie. I, I I thought he did really really well, considering who was up against. I, I don't think you can ask for much more than that. But the rest, you know, didn't look so great. Looks Gates looked didn't look great. Um, I realise he's going to a new position, but yeah, he didn't do. You know, he's pretty terrible really. And um, Fleming on the on the right tackle was was awful as well. Yeah, Gates and Fleming really sort of seemed to get found out, really, didn't they? Oh, the thing is with the offensive line it looked sort of all right in the passing game when it came to pass protection yes but for yeah. some reason they just couldn't run block to save their lives it no was no same the amount of times to snap the ball and dupree would just be in the backfield already and you're like what the why is no one and this is where we come on to some of the um the blocking i guess from saquon and from ingram was just not up to scratch especially from ingram i think um yeah, it didn't help out at all, and obviously had a couple of drops in there. Yeah, I mean, he did have that one. Uh, he had at least one that I remember seeing, where he was just uh, where Ingram was by himself blocking T.J. Watt, and I just thought, okay, what what scheme have we put up here to have that going on? Yeah. But luckily, uh, you know, he he just sort of whether it was solo or he was helping out with Fleming or. Thomas, he just was absolutely useless. All yeah, and I think uh, I think the play was he was meant to rub TJ Watt as he went past, or at least slow him down a little bit. Um, mm. But he didn't get any contact on him. He did, uh, didn't even look like he was trying, to, to be honest. Uh, but but as we discussed, you know, uh, he's a move tight end. He's not a block. He's never been a blocking tight end. He's never even tried. Even at college, he didn't do that. So to then ask someone in the pros to do this, and I know he's been there for three years now, but you've got to give you've got to account for that. You well, know, this is the thing. He's play been someone else in there. Play, play Caden Smith. Play Toilo um, to help him out as well. But to put him out there against TJ Watt on his own, it's just non. It doesn't make sense. 
But this is the thing, though, is that he's been in, he's been there for three years now. He should be able to block by now. Like this is the thing: you're an NFL tight end. Half of your job is blocking, right? And you know, I don't care if he wasn't able to do it at high school level. This is the NFL now. Like you can't just sort of be really good at one thing. You have to be able to do an entire job. Otherwise, you become one-dimensional. And the defense knows what you're doing all the time, and yeah. you, you need to be able to pick up that part of your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree with some of that. I, I just think there's a lot of expectancy on on uh, on this on Ingram as a tight end, and I, I totally get what you're saying. But then, why are you drafting? And I get this was done by previous personnel. Why are you drafting a tight end who you know can't block? Well, and if that's the case, then maybe you should be looking at using them elsewhere. Well, the thing is, is he's clearly got a lot of talent when it comes to pass catching, you know, and and just sort of generally uh, when he's got the ball in his hands. And I guess you just sort of have to hope that you can you can teach him that, and he'll be able to sort of learn and pick that up when you put him with experienced coaches. But I guess. He's just I, I don't I don't I don't know what is going on that he still isn't capable of blocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and maybe we'll see some improvement this year. Like I said, new coaches, but we'll, we'll have to see and see how that plays out. Well, I just think uh, Freddie Kitchens, of course, the new tight ends coach, uh, former head coach of Cleveland Browns, and and the talk was, oh, uh, you know, you might have done badly as a head coach, but he's a very good. Uh, positional coach and hopefully that actually pays off and we actually see more of that because obviously they haven't had much time with the team uh, nope. up to this point with no pre-season or anything like that so hopefully uh, as the season goes on we can sort of see some improvement yeah yeah fingers crossed uh, and yeah but the, the, it wasn't just the blocking that Ingram was disappointing with though it was just all over the place. He was dropping catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just didn't sort of seem right, really. No, no and, and you know we we do have to remember, and this goes for both teams or all teams actually. There's been no proper preseason, no proper hitting, really. Uh, I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna see it take two or three games before some of the players hit kind of like their stride. So, yes, it was a bad game. We're willing to give them a, uh, a little bit of a pass considering who who we were playing and, and like I said hopefully we know he's a good player right we know we know he can we know he can catch basically we, we've seen it and we know he, he can on his day he can be a stud elite tight end or move tight end should I say so we're just going to have to hope that the injuries stay away and that we see a bit of improvement again next week yeah I'd say give it about sort of four weeks before you can really sort of make any judgments on any of these players yeah. obviously you know you get a four week preseason uh, yeah, and absolutely. they literally, literally had no training cap I mean honestly the season as a whole is pretty much just sort of like a it's basically just like a fun season it's, it doesn't feel like it matters sort of no. thing and you know I guess there will always be some kind of asterisks Yes, next yeah. to the season, and uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's uh, I'm just playing on enjoying the fact that it's here and uh, just just having it because we might not have had it. 
No, no, exactly. And um, just just slightly going back again to, to that Steelers game, I think the frustrating thing was is that we there was a couple of times when we did really did have, have some good momentum going, and um, you know, you, you talk about the the Jones interception basically on the on the goal line more or less, uh, and that's just frustrating because you're like, well, you, know, you should be taking either a sack there or at least getting some sort of point. So so that that completely turned turned the game. I think that was sixteen ten at the time. We just stop them on their first possession of the second half and we're driven down on them so you know you're talking about taking the lead here and to do that i think that that killed us that was the final it, the two minute drive that steelers had at the end of the second of the first half was was poor um but the i think the thing that killed it in the end was was that second interception yeah i think i think it might have been I think that, that killed us i think it might have been 1910 but even so the like night, okay, know, sorry you, you you're making it it, it would have completely changed the momentum. I think it was like a 19 play drive or something like that. Yeah. He just Jones just looked. He was he was in total control the whole like time, and then just he's just got a guy right in his face. And then the thing is, you look at the actual throw. I'm not sure what throw he would have been trying to make. No, and, sure, and that's like, what I mean. He should be holding that and just taking the sack. Yeah, right. exactly. He, he could see like, him come in. It's like, yeah. It seemed that, it seemed everyone was covered. It seemed everyone was covered, and he just tried to force something that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just took it took too long at the end of the day. Let the defender get too close to him. But yeah, yeah he just has to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I said a little bit frustrating that we we were still in this game with a little bit to go. And um, yeah, that was it really. I thought Slayton obviously. Good game. Um, that touchdown pass was was really good. A spot on from Jones as well there, but the, the Slayton looked like he was on it again. So it was really optimistic for him for this year. Yeah, it was, that was obviously one of the plays uh, Judge broke down on his uh, Judge report, and uh, yeah. you know that's just uh, it's such a great throw. Like it, like it just really fit, like especially you know when he first got drafted and all the talk was oh he can only throw ten yards and. He's, you know, he's just too safe. He's not going to be able to make the big throws. And it is just so satisfying to watch him make throws like that and just, mm-hmm. you know, prove all the people, including myself, wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't I can't criticise you for that because, well, I'm still going to reserve judgment. Like I said, it's only a second season, so we'll wait and see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll wait. I'm fully yeah, on the bandwagon He's now. better than I thought he would be, let's put it that way. I, I, he has completely turned me around. I was fully, one hundred percent hating the the pick, and now I'm fully one hundred percent behind him. He is going to be the franchise guy. So you know you can get things wrong, and then change your mind. Never. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> anything no, else no, you want to? Anything um, else you want to? So, so offensively, I think that was it. I think um, defensively, I. Uh, for the first half anyway well right until the last two minute drive I thought we were really really good um, the coverage was really good I thought um, our front three of uh, Lawrence Thomas and Williams looked great and um, Martinez obviously had done most tackles looked really good as well and as we kind of expected Bradbury was our best best DB but there were times when, when Big Ben literally had no one to throw to due to the coverage and I think there's some real good positives to take from that kind of changed a little bit in the second half um so i don't know, put that down to maybe a little bit of tiredness towards the end but um yeah uh, it's quite positive 
Yeah, exactly. It looked like almost like a completely new defense, which I guess it almost is pretty much. There's yeah. quite a, quite a few new players in there. Um, I think almost the entire linebacker secondary is almost completely new. Yeah. And uh, they really did just sort of hold their own for the most part, mm-hmm. which is, you know, if they can continue to do that and just sort of hold games and, you know, there are quite a few free outs, quite a few, uh, like, even drives where the Steelers went down a bit, but we still managed to hold them to a field goal. Mm-hmm. If we can keep that going with the defense the rest of the season, then I think the offense is pl- like plenty good enough to win us, you know, plenty of games. Yeah. Uh... We need a defense to be able to get off the field, right? That's what that's the issue we've always had. An issue um, has been that, and and obviously the offense not being able to stay on the field long enough. So as long as we can start doing that, putting a few drives together, which we kind of did at times, then then it's going to hold us in good stead. But that's the thing is, in order to stay on the field, we need to actually get the running game going. And yeah. uh, I mean, there was a worry. You're right. Yeah. I'm not going to blame Barkley. However, there are a couple of times where I do get just a little bit frustrated with him mm-hmm. uh, when I just uh, when he sort of tries to sidestep a guy or something, and I'm just like, just put your head down and run. And yep. There is a part of me that can get frustrated with him at times like that, um, but at the, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, when he's getting, when the first guy is already tackling him in the backfield, yeah. uh, there's not really much he can do. So no, for sure, and then you, you can see the no, numerous amount of plays where he was shafted as soon as he got the ball, and it's the same with Jones as well, actually. And like I said, this is why I was a little bit more impressed with him in in this game is that. There, he didn't have long at all, and, and this is the frustrating thing as well. That the first drive they did, there was it was quick, okay, and then the second drive I think they did the same, but then it kind of stopped. There was no misdirection. There was nothing like that to try and at least slow down the Steelers' defense and try to keep them guessing. Instead, they were able just to come out, uh, basically, well, not blitz, but they were more or less bringing four or five every single time, and um, they were in our backfield as soon as. Well, there was no lineman even covering a couple of times, was there, as you saw. Um, and trying to pull, like I said, Nick Gates or Zietler out to come across to the left-hand side as soon as the ball is snapped. They just weren't quick enough. Well, you look at, you know, Barkley's biggest play of the game, uh, where the little double-fake uh, screen pass, and he actually gets the ball in space, and he does what you expect him to do. He makes guys miss, yeah. jumps over one, and pushes another one over. It's like, that's... Just what you want, what you need to do. I guess it is just sort of a thing of getting using him in the passing game a bit more when you have games like this where the offensive line is just invisible. Yeah, and this could also be due to the offensive line still being quite new, really. Right, it's their first game together, so this may be something that comes eventually. But I, th- I think it needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. So three out of the new, three out of the three out of the five positions on the offensive line, all occupied by new players, um, and you know one out of the three held his own, and the other two just sort of didn't didn't show anything like you said. Nick Gates and Cameron Fleming. I mean, there was, there was that really horrible play where Fleming had two guys to block. He and, he just, and he just sort of kept turning. He, he, he sort of looked like a dog chasing his tail. He just, he just, he just going around in circles to trying to figure out which one to block. Yeah, yeah. They basically didn't block any of them. He just went right through the middle of them. It's like, well, that was kind of pointless. Yeah, he just sort of. He was like, okay, I'm blocking the, this guy on the edge. 
and then he noticed that a guy was coming on the inside mm-hmm. and, it's, and instead of sort of choosing one or the other he sort of like I guess he tried to block both I, I guess that's what he was trying to do yeah but um honestly I <laughs> it was Except just, split. yeah uh, it was pretty pretty awful to watch mm-hmm. um so moving on from Steve's game uh, there have been a few trade rumours knocking about of a certain wide receiver who used to suit up for the Giants. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, okay. Not, <laughs> I'm not talking about those rumours either. Uh, this is the fact that he wants to... Uh, this is the fact that he wants to... <laughs> this what what rumours are those, Ollie? Um, I'm not going to go into them, but they have something to do with the Browns. But... Um, Apparently he's he wants to leave said Browns and um, I I honestly would take him back in a heartbeat. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna overpay for him. I would say I I honestly I don't think I'd even give up a first round pick for him. Uh, uh, of course not. No. Uh, uh, but it's uh, pretty you know incredible just to think how how much he's declined when we we got we we essentially got two firsts and a third for him. Mm-hmm. And now we're saying wouldn't even give up a first to get him back. No, and I don't want him back either. Uh, it was great when he was here for a bit, but the, the just the drama. And I don't know if it's obviously the press egg this on a little bit, but I, I just don't want. I don't want it. I don't want it at the Giants anymore. And I don't think Joe Judge is the type of coach. I just don't want him in the dressing room. I would rather go and try and get someone like Alan Robinson, who's just a proper pro. Um, maybe he's not as exciting or flashy as as uh, as OBJ, but the stats speak for himself. And he's always had awful quarterbacks generally. Uh, and I'd take Robinson over OBJ in a heartbeat. Well, I think this is the uh, difference between us. Uh, Where this is a you're a little bit, a bit more steak, I'm a little bit more sizzle. Um, I just I just want someone fun to watch every week. That's you know honestly in those years where. Uh, Odo Beckham was on the team. I was so I would even though we were losing, I was still I was still happy because I got to watch the best player in the league play every week, and he was just incredible to watch. Yeah, he was, but we were still losing to the Cowboys. We were still losing to the Eagles, and I don't. I would rather we didn't anymore, as opposed to having some sort of you know stud wide receiver. Well. Not that Robinson isn't, but I'd take the wins any day of the week. In fact, do you know what? I'd go back to the old defense of the 80s rather than the uh, attacking flair one that it looks like we're trying to get now any day of the week and watch boring football as long as we win. I don't care. In fact, I'd love us to have a defense like that again. Uh, the, the thing is, is that he did also win us those games. You know, obviously, the, the main one that sticks in my mind: Cowboys down seven three, and he just takes that slant all the way to the house. And I think he like pulled something on that run. But um, yeah, it was just, I, it's just electrifying, and I just, I don't think there is a player I would rather watch when they're on form. And I also, you know, get if we have an elite outside receiver, uh, hopefully teams will take less attention uh, to Saquon and he'll actually be able to get the ball for some positive yards. Yeah, and Robinson will do exactly that job. Boom. 
it was just every game there's something going on on the sideline he's kicked a net he's done this he's done a a stupid celebration then the next week another report he's done this or he's done this or there's pictures of him doing this (laughs) or he likes certain things for example it's just i can't be bothered with it i'd rather not have that anymore we, we, that's all fun. That's not, it's, it's, it's him it's having a personality. A it's, it's you not, know. I'm all for having a personality if you're winning, but we weren't. And, you know, the, the Miami boat trip, that's another one. It's, oh. it's just, and I know I, I don't, I'm not saying that was wrong thing to do, <laughs> but the fact is that week when we played that playoff game, we were terrible and he was terrible. So the, this is the mean? thing. I, I personally... It. I personally don't think the two are linked. I think he just had a bad game. I, I really I, don't I, like the, the the thing. That was the thing. Is so, there's massive deal made about oh the wide receivers have all gone on a trip to Miami, and honestly, I, uh, like it was their off day. They could do whatever they want, but uh, and, and the fact we still talk about this four years on shows <laughs> how pitiful we have been. Like the one playoff game we've had that we lost, and we're still talking about it four years later. No. No, my point is though, it gives an excuse, right? It gives something to whip them with, and this this is my point. It's like I don't want to have that excuse to to have that in our team or to take away from what we're trying to do. And I think Beckham would do that. And I don't even know if how we'd be in the dressing room anymore. Do you know what I mean? Again, rumors that he doesn't get on with Baker, rumors about him in the dressing room, etc. They're all it's it's like every year. I'd say if he come if he apologizes to Daniel Jones for the comments he made and he comes back and he kisses Daniel Jones's feet and <laughs> and and says I'm so sorry that I ever bowed a bad mouthed you and I will only do you uh, positives for the rest of your career then he's allowed back and then he can help us go and be a playoff team in another year or so and uh-huh. I yeah, honestly, I think if if we if we get him on the team for this season, I think there's a chance of us making playoffs. No, I don't think it makes any. Uh, no, nah, not having it. <laughs> Still not. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, but you're saying we're going to finish four and twelve. To be fair, Wesley, well, I am. not exactly. You know, it's, it's uh, at least when I'm saying six and ten, there's sort of an outside <laughs> chance of oh, there's a little bit of wiggle room there. I know. Well, let's see how we do against the Bears first, and then I'll. We'll see. But again, I still go that Robinson is an elite wide receiver talent. I'd rather have him. He is cheaper salary wise. I mean, we couldn't even afford Beckham at the moment anyway because we've got too much cap space tied up. But it, and it would would need cutting a couple of players. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, money's money's just money, and it just you know do stuff with it uh, and make it work. <laughs> players. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Um, none of them are already over. Anyways. Um, a little bit more off-field stuff uh, that we have to get on with. Uh, Tiki Barber saying that Saquon Barkley is not an every-down back because he can't pass block. So we did somewhat mention this was a Steelers game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's obviously not the best aspect of his game. However, he has only had one full season in the NFL. And... I am still willing to sit and like, and also there are plenty of plays where he's where he's in pass protection and he does a good job. It's not like he's completely incompetent. No. He's, uh, 
So yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, uh, the trouble you've got is is you know a national game on television and everything gets gets magnified. So, like you said, he did have a bad game, blocking wise. Well, yeah, well, all wise. He had he had a bad game, but that's not all down to him, as you were about to say. My bad. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that you're even talking about the running back when it comes to pass protection surely tells you what you need to know about the offensive line. It's just uh, like the fact that he is even being mentioned uh, should tell you just how bad it was. And also, you know, the fact that it's a Monday night game and that clearly gives uh, Tiki Barber uh, the, the publication that he needs to go and talk about it on his radio show and be like, oh, yeah, I don't think he's and every down back on what uh, and it's just and especially coming from a guy who uh, apparently took Barkley to dinner when he got drafted it's just it, it really doesn't sit well with me no but I don't think he's got it in for him as such look he's, he's mentioned he's he had good comments about Barkley before I think it's saying he hopes he's the best gets you know the record deal for a running back etc etc and and he said um he wants him to become the greatest running back in history, but what he's saying is, is um, if you can't pass protect, then you're not an every down back. And there's there's some truth in that, but you can't be putting that performance uh, as in that result or, or what happened all down to Barkley not being able to block or pick a couple of players up because there was a lot more than him missing tackles there. This is the thing. So I think there might be a bit of tough love with it. And obviously... Barkley isn't he isn't the worst running back when it comes to blocking the league, but it, maybe it is just a sort of you're so exceptional at these other things. You need to, this needs to be on the same level as all of that, and you know you increase your expectations for him because he is so exceptional when he's put the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm just but but if that was the case, I just feel like wouldn't you say that to him in person as opposed to going on a radio show? Well, that's his job, him, though, isn't it? But that's his job, and that's why. Yeah, but you you know the guy personally. I don't. I know. I, I think it just depends on how that criticism is given, right? So if you're if you're doing it for the sake of it, then yeah, then you, like I said, you've got an issue. If you're trying to be at least a bit constructive over it, I, I think, like I said, the headline. I, I don't know if you, did you watch the actual interview. Was that just a click bit from it that they picked out? Because I, I think I he explained himself a little bit more. So okay, so I think he did explain himself a little bit more, and he did say it's not his job to, you know, for example, to go and and coach Barkley and tell him how to do this, how to do that. That's the coach's job, and and, and he's right. And, and Garrett's already come out and defend, kind of not defended him, but kind of said, you know, he's a professional. He knows he didn't have a great game, and this is something he's going to work on. Yeah, yeah, and Barkley, you know, he, when he was asked about it, when he really did deal with it very. Very well, he just sort of said, yeah, you know, he's an outside opinion and we don't care about outside opinions. So Yeah, and that's also true, right? So so Buckley just needs to listen to his coaches. Doesn't matter. The noise coming out from outside shouldn't matter. Yeah, right? exactly. Doesn't matter, what, so what, doesn't matter what some coaching. guy with a radio show has to say. No, well, exactly, and it, and it shouldn't do either, right? And I know people might think I'm wrong here but it, it, your focus should be on pleasing your coaches and doing what your coaches are telling you right and if you do that that's your process that's what you've got to go through and that's what you should be doing you shouldn't give a shit what everyone else on the outside are saying they don't know what goes on in training they don't know what was or wasn't meant to happen right so I'll give you an example and I'm not saying this is what happened but Baker Mayfield getting loads of been getting loads of crap over over the last year or so right 
has anyone mentioned the separation that the wide receivers again are they getting separation i'm not saying they are or they aren't i don't i don't know but are they getting that separation for baker to be able to throw you look at the game from last night they played against the bengals he looked a lot better and why is that because they had a running game to lean on they were able to to, to play action a lot and his wide receivers were getting open so it, you know it just feels like the press will sometimes try and focus on something and not give both sides of the story sometimes and like I said it's players job to focus in in the team with their coaches and do what they're asked to do and if they do that it doesn't matter what heat's coming on from the outside or should exactly. it doesn't matter what some you know slightly above average running back in a Super Bowl winning team has to say <laughs> yeah I have a little bit more respect for him than that but yes I don't have any emotional attachment to Tiki Barber, so I'm fully willing to yeah. just throw Tiki, him to the side. Yeah, and, and Tiki had his own problems with his fumbling issues, so it wasn't like he, but he did fix those. Do you know what I mean? He, he, the first couple of years, remember rightly, when he, 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 when the, he played in the NFL, he had loads of fumbles. It was only when Coughlin came in to fix it um, that he sorted that out and he became a lot more reliable. See, exactly, exactly my point. Without Tom Coughlin, uh, no one would have ever known his name. So, um, moving <laughs> on to got, the Bears. You've got to be able to take the criticism and just get on with it and ignore it. And, you know, it doesn't matter, really, in the, it doesn't matter what other people are saying. Exactly, so uh, I think we've given my him, enough, him enough air time <laughs> now. Um, so, uh, moving on to the Bears. Um, I'm... I'm Pretty optimistic. I think we're going to win. Good. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I, I don't think the Bears are actually that good of a team at all. I think Nagy could be on the hot seat after this year. To be honest, I think they've gone backwards since his first season. And they just didn't, you know, they were so lucky to beat, to beat the Lions. I mean, come on, they should have lost that. Right. He's going to be on the hot seat after this game when we beat them by 15 points. <laughs> I just, again, I'm looking for a step up in performance and you know, try and build on what happened on Monday night. But our offensive line has to play better. And it's going to be a tough one again because that, you know, that front, well, front seven is still pretty, well, is still very good. There is one problem is it, they, we, are, we do seem to be going from one uh, monster pass rusher to another from TJ yep. Watt to Khalil Mack. And uh, obviously, Evan Ingram is going to have to provide a lot more assistance. Um, and hopefully we don't put Evan Ingram one-on-one with Khalil Mack. No. Because that would probably go even worse. No, but if a pensioner like, can run on the, the Bears, which she did on, on Sunday night, then we should be able to, we should expect Saquon to be able to do the same. Yeah, exactly. Just any form of run game uh, yeah, yeah. would be nice. Yeah, I, I think we'll get that. I'm, so I'm going to say we are going to win this game by 35 points to 20. I think it's... I, honestly, I, I've got so much faith in this team now. I We're going to bounce back with vengeance and week two is ours. Week I, two, everyone is going to sit <laughs> up and go, hang on, these giants are doing something here. And... I, yeah. And even if even if it doesn't come out to be anything, we're gonna, uh, the rest of the league is going to take notice. Okay, I think it's going to. Do I go with what? Okay, 
I think it's going to be 24-21. And I'll give that to us. But I think it's going to be close. Very close. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, this, is, this is the Joe Judge era, baby. We're cracking skulls and moving forward. This is, you know, we, we aren't taking any prisoners. No. And just before we finish this, and I know it's our own division rivals, but uh, just a little shout out to the Washington football team because that front seven looks ridiculous at the moment. Yeah, it's um, not going to be a fun matchup. Week no, six. and I said, I think I said that at the beginning of the season before that the Washington, I almost said it, Washington football club <laughs> team, I think have got the best, yeah, well, without a doubt, the best, best front seven, even maybe whole defence in that NFC East. And I don't think it's even close. So that's if they probably get something going, yeah, it's probably um, fair. But we have we do have something that they don't, and that is a name. So <laughs> at the end of the day, who's the real winner? Absolutely, Washington Football Team. <clears throat> yes. And so that I think that just about wraps it up for this week. Uh, anything else you want to leave us with? No, go Big Blue. Whoa, yeah, and we might have a new name coming soon. Yes, we'll maybe, see. maybe. We're workshopping it at the moment. Hit, take, uh, maybe, maybe we should put it out as a as a little vote. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, I think there's too many options to choose from. To be fair, there's just uh, constant ideas coming in. You you wouldn't believe it. It's an absolute yeah. brainstorm. <laughs> should call it. Should call it a brain. Value. Yeah, should call it. Should call it a brain tornado. Honestly, yeah. it's just insane on it cool okay so enjoy the game indeed enjoy it because we're going to absolutely smash the bears no problem and uh and move on to week three and be one-on-one so looking forward to it and we're going to be top of the uh, top of the nfc east as well because the redskins sorry football team are going to lose yeah you you were able to catch it there i dropped i dropped mine all right. Uh, have a good week, everyone. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. What you what you want? What you what you want?